Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Workaholics aren't your friend. I have a coworker who is terrible with time management and therefore ends up working a lot of hours at home after working a full day in the office. She also works weekends. I wouldn't normally care about this, but she's wholly incompetent when it comes to technology and has a tenuous grasp on the English language. And yes, it is her primary and only language. I've been to her house multiple times to help get her home computer working on our corporate network so she can connect to all the resources she needs to do her job. Is this standard for a company to expect their IT employees to set up home computers? Anyway, internet issues and computer changes has sent me to her house more than a handful of times. I do it because I'm nice. Maybe too nice. My company's resources are 100% in the cloud at this point, so we only have a VPN into the cloud network, which is literally up 99.99999% of the time. The only way there's a problem with the connection is if there's a problem with someone's home network or computer. So when this lady sends me a text saying she can't connect, I know it's nothing on my end. Yesterday, while I'm grocery shopping, I get a text from this lady saying, I can log into the system from home. Did you change something? I literally laughed out loud as I typed, no changes, but it's good that you can log in. She goes on to say she needs to place orders from home for a project, to which I respond, I'm not stopping you. You said you can log in. Then she sends me a screenshot of the remote desktop connection saying it can't connect to the server. The standard error message if you're either not connected to the network or the machine you're connecting to isn't on the network or not powered on. Is your VPN connected? She sends me a screenshot of her VPN connection that says connecting and she says yes it's connected. Again I laugh out loud and type it's not connected it says it's connecting. Reboot. She responds okay I'll reboot for the second time. Right. I believe she already rebooted once. Sure. After a couple of minutes, I get, okay, I'm in. Literally a minute later, I get booted out. I respond, well, I can't do much from the grocery store. She says, okay, and within another minute, back in. I mean, I have to laugh, but I don't know if this is a matter of incompetence or ADD or what, but her inability to read and write things in their entirety is just frustrating, and the fact that it was multiple things in one conversation makes it all the more annoying. Yeah, I have a really hard time with people who give me partial thoughts, partial sentences, and uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. There's no context, you know. I'm also losing my hearing. Slowly but surely, my hearing is going kerplooey. So when somebody says this full sentence and I say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that, and then I get the last three words from that sentence and nothing else, what am I supposed to do with that? Oh, well, what are you going to do? The AP, the Tesla, and the Concrete Parking Garage. Primer. Network engineer for multifamily stuff. Everything from helping tenants figure out their routers to configuring the actual network. Most of my job, however, is just educating people on the finer point of the internet. You know, your internet sucks because you bought a router from 2006. Or, you're not going to get 1G over Wi-Fi. Plug in if you want better speeds. If you complain about 750 megabits per second during peak hours, you're going to get a brickin'. That type of thing. Me equals me. TO equals Tesla owner. PM equals property manager. Scene. It's a Friday. Your stunning network engineer, me, is eyeing the clock ready for their shift to end at beer 30. 
Suddenly the phone rings. Normally I don't take calls on a Friday just before beer 30, but today was different. It's property manager. Says she has no signal in the parking garage. Odd. AP is checking into the controller, but I dispatch a tech to check it out. Tech calls back and lets me know it's working fine. Little spotty coverage in some further areas, but overall great. I call PM back and let her know everything appears to be working. Monday, I come into a ticket from PM. Wi-Fi still isn't working. This time I press for more details. Turns out Tesla owner isn't able to update his Tesla. I tell PM that we verified it's working and I can see it working for other folks. I ask to speak to Tesla owner. It turns out this is unacceptable. To appease PM, I send out a tech to install an LRAP just in case and afterwards walk the parking garage with property manager. Me. Okay, so we walked the entire garage. You saw I had signal the entire time, correct? Property manager. Correct. Me. So if Tesla owner calls and complains, it's not on our end. Can you make sure he gets that message? Property manager. Yeah, he's not going to like it though. Me. Well, that's fine. Cue a week later. PM is calling in again. Tesla owner refuses to speak with us and is still having the issue. I have to really pressure to get it to where I can meet Tesla owner to investigate and see if I can help. I finally get Tesla owner to agree to meet me on his lunch. When I finally meet Tesla owner, the issue is immediately clear. He found more or less the only stall completely surrounded by concrete. Me. Well, there's your issue. You're surrounded by concrete. Signal is great everywhere, but here. Tesla owner. So can't you fix it? Me. There's nothing to fix. The signal is great everywhere, but the one stall with giant concrete walls. Just park somewhere else. Tesla owner. No, you need to get this fixed. Me. Oh, you have assigned parking? We can talk to PM about getting you a different stall. Tesla owner. No, I don't. Me. Then what's the issue? I don't see any Tesla charging stuff here. Tesla owner. I'm not going to park somewhere else and let someone ding my Model S with their car. I pay good money to live here and I haven't been able to update my firmware once. This needs to get fixed. Me. Sir, I can't change this. If you want, we can see about running a cable and equipment to just where your car is. It'll be at least 6K because we need to penetrate a whole bunch of concrete. And that's if your PM agrees to it. Or you can park your car in a different stall. Your choice. At this point, I informed PM of the situation and the fix. Never heard back. Sure, because you're the only tenant who pays good money to live there. Right. Everybody thinks they're special. It's all about me. Yep. Emails are sending twice. I got a support ticket from a user yesterday reporting that for the last month or so, some of her messages were being sent twice. User included a screenshot of a few example messages she sent appearing twice in Outlook. I log into her mailbox to take a look at the messages for myself, and indeed, there are two copies of the offending messages, except one is in the sent folder and the other is in the inbox. This wasn't immediately apparent in the screenshot because of conversation view. I take a closer look at the copy in the sent folder. The user had apparently decided to start randomly BCCing herself. <laughs> I have no idea what she thought that option was for or did. <laughs> so basically, she's creating a little loop. Well, it only becomes a loop if she keeps responding to it, but yeah. Um, why? It's there in your sent folder. Why send it to yourself? Unless you want to make sure it's actually going to something. I don't know. I mean, I've sent test emails to my other email account just to see, you know, make sure everything was going. But that's usually from like MailChimp or some kind of mass mailing thing. Your invoice is the devil. 
Back at a fairly new MSP I used to work for, we had a client who was a church. This church was a really good client. Always reasonable with expectations, always paid their bill on time, and overall pleasant to deal with. We did some work for them and sent them an invoice. Later on, we get a call from them. I took the call. They mentioned they want to talk about that specific invoice. I let the owner of the MSP take the call. The owner of the MSP inquired what the issue was with the invoice, probably assuming it was something to do with them thinking they got overcharged or double billed, something like that. Turns out it was the number of the invoice that was the problem. Our accounting software was up to invoice number 666, which was the invoice number issued to them. They weren't comfortable paying an invoice with that number and asked if we could cancel that invoice and reissue an invoice for the same amount. We did that and they paid it straight away. Stayed a client for as long as I was with that MSP. So I've never been one to be real superstitious or anything. Uh, we all have our religious beliefs and everything and that's cool, but uh, it's an invoice, folks. It was in a series of numbers, not like, you know, every invoice says 666. Like, give me a break. I don't need a hall pass. I recently started working at a nursing home for IT consultant work, just to fill in the spot until the MSP I work for can fill that role permanently with someone else. The admin is on a total power trip. I leave for lunch for about 45 minutes. I come back on site and admin sees me in the hallway and immediately starts to talk down to me in a condescending manner. I've been trying to reach you all day. Where were you? This user needs you upstairs right away. I was at lunch. That's all I really could say, but in my head, I don't answer to you, nor do I need a hall pass to go to lunch. If you need me, write a ticket. Eh, there's only so much attitude one will take. Yeah, if that was me, that would happen probably once, maybe twice, before my inside voice became my outside voice. Or the inside thoughts became my outer voice. You're either going to talk to me with respect, or this job can stop right now. But that's not my account. Got a ticket a while ago. It looked something like this. Author, some guy, some guy at company.com. Object, XYZ. Text, please do XYZ, it's urgent. Also, please send response to not the same email at company.com. Regards, not the same guy. Now, at first, I didn't clock in the email and author mismatch. Our ticketing systems interface could generously be called antiquated. It's horrendous and does a terrible job at presenting relevant informations clearly. I need some extra details, so I sent back the ticket asking for them and then moved on to my other tasks. I ignored the email mentioned in the ticket because we're only supposed to communicate through the ticketing system, and they get a notification on the email linked to the account anyway. See the problem there? Several days later, the ticket comes back. Can you send responses to the email address not the same email at company.com, please? Thank you. I was just tired and still didn't notice the mismatch, so I just shot back with a nope, no way in hell am I setting a precedent for direct email communication. We got a ticketing system and you're going to use it, you monkey. Well, I was more diplomatic than that, but that was the spirit of the message. I was also noted that he had taken time to complain about me not using his email, but hadn't answered my previous question. A few more days go by. Today, the ticket comes back. Some guy isn't my account. I am not the same guy, so I don't get any notification when the ticket is sent back and I need to ask some guy to log in when I want to answer because I don't have my own account on the ticketing system. Please use not the same email at company.com email address for responses. It's only at that point that I notice the email difference, and all I can ask is, how the hell does that guy not see the issue here? 
Thankfully, the ticketing system is completely separate from our other applications, so someone logging on there with the wrong account isn't a security risk for the rest. But still, I'm not going to bend over backward for him when he just can't be asked to go through the account creation procedure. I sent the ticket back with an answer to the effect of, Not my damn problem. Also, I'm still waiting for an answer to my first question. We'll see in a couple days how it goes, I suppose. Guess his issue wasn't that urgent in the end. More special people. They think you should do all the work for them and that they shouldn't be responsible for anything. Um, I don't know what their company policy is on setting up your own account, but it sounds like this user should have done something that they never did. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.